Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cricket Lectuals. This is Rufan, alongside with my co-host Jay. Jay, what's going on, man? Nothing much, things are good. We're finally getting rid of the, all the snow that we had. The past couple of weeks, there was so much snow here. I'm tired of shoveling and uh, getting rid of the snow, but finally things are starting to melt away because it's been pretty cold, so the snow didn't go away very easily either. But now, you know, things are better. Roads are a lot more clear and... Uh, we can safely walk around and stuff. So very, very, very grateful to be able to now get out and not freeze to death. That's great, man. Uh, and thanks for jinxing it for us. I think we're getting snow on uh, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's your turn, man. I mean, our snowstorms are not as insane as what you guys see, but it is as bad as far as the how people react since we're not ready for it and infrastructure is not prepared for any snowstorm so we'll make it man hopefully everything works out and uh glad that you guys are okay safe and walking around and seeing some sun yes it's nice we had two feet of snow man a lot of wow. snow we haven't gotten snow like this in a long long time and kids were kind of happy but at the same time it's a lot of work so glad it's behind us hopefully it doesn't snow again for a while for us and uh would like to see it go away very soon <laughs> and let's begin. Today is uh, it's a single topic. It's about PSL, about yeah. and around. So let's uh, talk about it from the beginning. I don't really want to talk about it because none of my teams are doing good. <laughs> well, half of my teams are not doing good either. So we both picked Karachi <laughs> Kings as our backup team. Yeah. Let's begin from the beginning of the tournament. Shall we talk about the opening ceremony or <laughs> forget that memory? <laughs> I mean, forget that memory. I don't know. You, you like the song, you're into it. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it's not for me. I guess it's not for you either. I, I know a lot of <laughs> no. fans are, are liking it. I think our bar is set so high with uh, just Bajanoon song. That's right. And man. it never gets old, man. It's evergreen and it uh, brings passion in you, you know. Uh, you become patriotic listening to it. You feel like you're tough. And I'm not getting the same reaction <laughs> with this new song. I agree. Yeah, well, you know what? This a lot of it is about the optics. Also, they obviously want to advertise and and publicize the event, how it started, and all of that. So they have to make a big statement, regardless. Yeah. So I understand that they have to do certain things that other leagues also do to kind of show themselves as, you know, on equal footing as them. And so I appreciate it from that angle. And if COVID wasn't around, you know, the stadium would be full. The event would be pretty great. So. It's also the times that kind of uh, affected the, I guess, attendance and how big the event would have been otherwise. Uh, let's uh, begin with the kits. I want to say none of them are not pleasing to look at or unpleasant to look at. They're all For nice sure. and they've made great improvements from the first PSL. But uh, which one is your favorite so far? That's a really tough question. I did like the Lahorkal and the red and black combo. I really did like that. I would say Gladiators is my number one, probably. I, I like the purple and gold combo very much. And I also like just their logo in general. So it kind of all adds up for me. And I like the gold pads that they put on and stuff and the helmets. I think it just it looks very regal and very cool to me. So I like that. And my number two, it kind I didn't expect to like it at the beginning, I didn't like this uh, jersey, the kit at all. But after seeing Islamabad United play, I kind of like their jersey. The The whole art paint splash thing, I didn't at all like in the beginning. But seeing the players in it and 
act the actual color of the jersey because it looked different when they first announced it but now it looks a different shade i guess it's like a more of a pink uh but with all of the colors it looks pretty cool on tv so i like that one too yeah yeah, yeah i agree man the, the islamabad united i think they had uh red or orangey lighter shade of red previously which was not very pleasing yeah. to look at i mean it was nice it wasn't too bad but this pink definitely looks good in the stadium you're right uh, i wouldn't want to wear that to a wedding but uh, but <laughs> would you wear any of these to a wedding <laughs> <laughs> i can pull off some of these to a wedding but <laughs> or maybe it is islamabad that you want to wear to the wedding it's pink right so, <laughs> that's true i know what you're saying it kind of grew on me too the first i saw it i didn't think much of it but uh, after watching a couple of times it really stands out the players stand out and it's different you know we see combinations of blue red green often but this is totally different and it uh, definitely looked uh, pleasing to me at least yeah and i want to say black and gold combination does have something about it 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 stands for toughness strength or dominance or something <laughs> it's you just look like a badass wearing that you know it looks like a serious team uh-huh. so that is definitely my first one as well uh calendars they've messed around with many colors and they had some nice ones this one is too generic for me the red and black combo yeah, it doesn't look like anything special nothing special and same thing with karachi karachi shade of blue that they had picked previously but did not look good it looked cheaply made and you know uh off color to me but the newer uh selection of colors the darker blue the design on the shirt it looks much better number 2 would be multan sultans and i think we talked about this it takes me back to that pepsi three quarter of a sleeve jersey that pakistan had when wakar wasim and mm-hmm. shoaib akhtar were at their prime it's very generic and something we're used to but it does look good i do like it so i'm going to go with koira number 1 best jersey and then multan sultan second you know while we're on this topic i i like multan i just don't like multan's combo of having a green logo their logo is primarily green and then on 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 this blue that they picked you could hardly see the logo on there and i just don't think green and blue or at least these shades of green and blue go very well together i i like to see a logo pop um and to me they have to change something either the logo color has to change or the jersey color has to kind of accommodate the logo a little bit better the other thing i wanted to bring up while we're talking about this is the names of our franchises first of all i know i've heard some rumors about them adding two more teams at some point depending on how many investors or potential buyers they find uh it's it could be difficult but there's been some talk about having two more teams so i'm wondering what cities they would represent but how they come up with these names or have come up with these names is weird to me because multan sultans is a beautiful name for a pakistani league right lahore kalandars is a wonderful name for a pakistani league quite a gladiators though <laughs> why yeah. why are we taking uh greek a roman type of a <laughs> ancient history thing from their culture and plugging it into ours and calling it a gladiator i think it should be something that's the one thing i don't like about the core gladiators i don't like dislike it but like they're the only team in addition to islamabad that have like a weird name attached to them and then karachi kings too their name is the kings but their symbol is the lion <laughs> I guess that happens sometimes, you know, royalty and the lion they usually go together a lot of but it's just weird those three King teams. of the Jungle, man. Yeah, sure. Sure. So they're the king kings of the jungle, which I understand. <laughs> I agree. I I think I remember when PSL started, I thought they were just 
copying each other's name from other leagues. Yeah. Makoida Gladiator makes no damn sense. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's like saying Koida Vikings or something. Right. It doesn't it doesn't add up. And they're wearing like a Spartan helmet there too in their logo right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And the At least at least Peshawar Zalmi had the you know, courage to have their own buggery yeah. as a as part of this part of the icon uh, or the symbol, but these guys just totally uh, you know, taking appropriation, right? Culture appropriation. <laughs> They're totally taking it from. I think Islamabad United, you can still say it's a city of all cultures. So it sort of sure. makes sense. But kings and gladiators is something that's not organic to Pakistan itself. <laughs> so uh, all no. the other names do look pretty cool. The logos are good. Lahore Kalanders, man. It's a great name again. Multan Sultans. Rhymes too. So, <laughs> you know, they could have gone to the NFL to steal some ideas because even the Saints, Saints would even go for Multan, for example. But Multan already has a good one. Sultan's definitely a very local cultural thing, right? But we, we could have had Saints, we could have had Sufis, yeah. you know, we, right. there's a lot of ideas. But I guess no one really sat down to, to think this through. Yeah, yeah. I think that was probably step number one. When they started creating, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, get the we don't we don't want to worry about that. Let's pick the players and the logo." Yeah, let's pick the names that are popular in a lot of the other leagues. Because I think um, in the West Indies, also their league also has these kinds of names, and so do yeah. the Bangla leagues. They also have these kinds. They of all names, copy like each other somehow. Anglicized, not not really local, but anglicized and European. Yeah, and that uh, another thing I, I noticed about Koira uh, Gladiators, I know you like the uniform, it's also very similar to Kolkata Knight Riders, who, who's had yeah, the same... Yeah, I used to exact, love that. Yeah, and they've had the same uniform since uh, first season. And I think that's first thing I noticed. I'm like, why go with the same exact theme, even though I loved it, the gold and black combo, like you said, and I still still like it. Yeah, well, the, the, the Gladiator jersey is dark, but it's more a purple so right. you know, I think K K R was a more of a Black. darker color, but You're right. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's still nice. So all said and done, Quetta um, Gladiators definitely wins our jersey. So that's good to know. All right, moving on, man. Let's we don't have to go over every single match, but Karachi, you did a video talked about their issues. Share that with our audience. What do you think? What is the problem? The low score. I know we're missing a couple good bowlers, but uh, what is going on? What is not coming together for Karachi? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a captain of the year, but for Karachi Kings, a couple of things are not working out. Uh, one, it sounds like what Bobber wants to happen isn't always happening on the field. And we saw a couple of examples of that where on the field, while Bobber was out there batting, he was trying to get the other players to bat the way he wanted them to bat and just get through some of the overs, but no one was listening. <laughs> Everybody who came, you know, they had a full-fledged uh, batting collapse. It was against the Multan Sultans, where they just first one all out, yeah. And so, you know, it tells you that well, either they're nervous or they're not really paying attention, or they're not they don't have a plan, or they don't know how to control themselves based on particular match situations, Um, and they're inexperienced. And a lot of the team members are, so that's understandable. And they all also haven't played together. And they haven't spent a lot of time together. So Bobber's kind of, I think, stuck in a weird space where he is the captain. 
in in this short form cricket where he just came you know there it's his first time captaining this team and many of the players are fairly new as well in the team and it's he's i think he's going to have a, and he is clearly having a hard time figuring out how to actually take this team because one thing we know about Bobber is that he's been really good and produced really good results individually and as a team when he has players that he knows that he's played with that he has relationships with and the current national team the Pakistani team is evidence of that he's got his closest players closest allies friends all in the team people he trusts people he respects and the team is doing well because he he kind of aligns with their thinking and they align with his and they're happy to listen to him and they're happy to do what he the play the kind of cricket that he wants them to play but in Karachi Kings it looks like their people are coming with their own brands of cricket and everyone's kind of trying to make their own mark and maybe not taking as seriously what you know the whole team should do uh, as a unit so i thought the captaincy is a challenge right now for bobber not that he's doing something wrong but just the nature of how the team has come together in a short period of time and a lot of new players that he doesn't have a lot of allies in the team either so it's just becoming a difficult situation to deal with but they've gone through three games they've lost three hopefully that led to some kind of communication and relationship building between everybody that bobber would now in being a better better position to sort of dictate how things should go and how players should play the uh, other part i was thinking about was just their bowling they they have uh, they had a good batting kind of setup going on in the beginning when you look at bobber and you're like looking at his name and you're like oh wow bobber's there great uh, but then you know you look at the same thing with the bowling side and once you take out muhammad amir you don't have much left and um uh, you have uh, imad obviously um that's their main spin option but really when you take out muhammad amir who couldn't play the first three games you're not left with much and my other point around muhammad amir is even if muhammad amir was there he hadn't been performing this past year very well um he didn't have a great stint in the bangladeshi league that he played in muhammad amir is going to be able to get you a wicket or two but if he's not in his top form and many people don't think he's the same muhammad amir that he was years ago he's not going to make that big of a difference so i'm concerned about their bowling they don't have a lot of bowlers that can just create a breakthrough wicket that you need at crucial times and that's what we're seeing also and then the batting collapses i already attribute that to just lack of communication between the players but then i don't think the opening pairs working out right now i think babur azam should come down uh he should be one down and he should be sending sahib zada up he was the new talent the emerging cricketer also i think that award went to him uh, during the pcb 2021 awards i think he should go up he's used to playing as an opener so a couple of these things if they get fixed i think they have a chance of kind of turning things around but otherwise teams are getting better and better very quickly from game to game in this PSL so i'm concerned about karachi actually you know making it all the way i agree with that i would like babur to take his frustration off the field i think that's bad for the environment uh staring down people who are not listening to him right in front of everybody and uh that's what's been working out for babur in the national team uh, as you saw against uh india 
It was very calm and collective. And I think these are the things you should not expose yourself to and show your weaknesses. So hopefully with these three losses, like you said, and they have some motivational talk in the dressing room. There's a lot of games to come. So you never know. And this is T20. So anything can happen. Karachi can end up in the final. <laughs> and they have in the past. So, and uh, They have I, seven more games. Seven more games. And uh, again, I agree. Mohamed Amir is not going to fix the batting issue. And everybody's going to attack him because he's inexperienced. In this case, he hasn't played any uh, national cricket and he's not used to uh, the conditions and how T20 is played. And it has changed a lot since last two years. So he will be in for a surprise. And coming from, from an injury or sickness, it's going to be uh, extra added pressure on his shoulders. So, But hopefully it all gels together because we do need competition and we do want all these teams to perform at the end of the day. So, yeah, okay, moving on. Um, I think it's going to take forever if we break down each match uh, and talk about it. It's going to be too long of an episode. So let's discuss which players stood out to you more that are new and emerging, whether Pakistani or, or foreign. Yeah, well, one player that came to mind right away was Tim David from Singapore. Um, he, I mean, today in the, in the game that we watched earlier between uh, Multan Sultans and uh, Islamabad United. So in that game, Tim David really turned things around. I mean, they scored over 70 runs in five overs because of his knock. And uh, there were a couple of other performances there too, like Shadab did really great too for United. But Tim David really stole the show there. So I was looking forward to him. Uh, when I reviewed the team for a video earlier, and I saw his stats and what he was about, I was very excited to see him. He really has produced exactly what I was kind of imagining and hoping that I would get to see because he had a great strike rate. He was very explosive based on his numbers. And, you know, he had a very nice average given the, the T20 that he played. So he's produced that. To me, that was a really good one, a good player to see. And also Sohib Maksud. You know, I just hadn't seen Sohib Maksud play very much. And just to see him come out and play, and he plays really clean cricket. He plays good shots. It's not about slogging and whatnot. He plays proper shots, and that was really nice to see too. The person that stood out to me the most is Essen Ali from Koira Gladiators. I've never seen this guy. Opener, right? The right, opener, right. I did not hear about him. He first two matches, two fifties, and uh, what was really impressive about him, it's, it wasn't power hitting. It was all ground shots, mostly fours, which tells you he knows his lines. He's a stable player. He has good balance and he has good timing. So that was very impressive to see. And the second person that stood out was David Wally, the bowler from Multan Sultan. He was an amazing fielder and he took some uh, really good wickets. And if you saw the yesterday's match against uh, Koira, he saved... What, they needed seven runs off of six, six balls, and he saved oh the match, God. man. That was as nail-biter came to the, <laughs> yeah, man, they needed seven runs in last two balls, and uh, the batsman hit a six, and it was like a magnificent catch at the boundary line where he went over the line, threw the ball in, and caught it. How come everybody's doing that these days? It's so man. common now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Amazing what these coaches do. And, and these are the players that you'd expect to take catches like that. So everybody's getting better all together. And this is the beauty of uh, 
getting these leagues together because you learn from each other, play among other countries, and you know their philosophy, how they train people, how they coach yeah. people, and uh, ultimately our coaches get better working with them and our players get better. Yeah. So you speaking of the players, now let's turn the question about the same question to the teams. Um, is there a team that surprised you with this performance or you still, obviously you picked the right team and Multan Sultan's top in the charts, four matches, four wins, <laughs> eight points, right? It's sitting at the top. But besides Multan Sultan's, obviously, did anyone else surprise you with their performance, good or bad? The only team surprised me was Karachi, but not performing. I think their batting definitely keeps on collapsing. The bowling is not clicking. And we expected them to face challenges here and there, but the type of campaign they're having is definitely unexpected. All the other teams are basically, uh, they all have one or two wins, right? So they're not too bad, but definitely Multan Sultans are having a wonderful time out there as predicted. And their batting order and bowling is pretty good. I mean, they start off with Sean Masood. That's another guy. I wanted to talk about people who we don't know, but also those who are common in Pakistani cricket circuit but didn't get a chance to play for the national team. Sean Masood has been around. He plays test cricket. And, man, this guy's a power hitter suddenly. Opening, left-handed, and we love left-handed batsmen, right? They're just, <laughs> for whatever reason, too stylish. He performed uh, 43, I think, today, uh, yesterday, 88-something. And then, of course, Mohamed Rizwan with his two knocks, two 50s. Today, he got unlucky with the, the cruel way of getting run out where the bowler sort of touches the ball and redirects it to yeah, the wicket. Yeah, yeah. So that was bad luck. And so, hey, Maksud, he's, he's always been impressive and he always gets unlucky with injury right before a major mm -hmm. tournament. So this is the guy yeah. who was selected for... T20 World Cup and got injured. That's right. So it was enjoyable to see him back in action and people were able to see what he has to offer. Uh, the last one in this team, Khushdal Shah. This guy has been hitting runs and taking wickets. It's, it's insanity how much uh, all these bowlers can hit now. So that's another, another name, familiar. I like emerging new players, but I also want our the playing 11 or playing 15 to perform because those are the people ultimately who are going to run our team with added spark here and there with new players. What you said about Khushdil Shah is also interesting because he's gotten a lot of chances in the team, in the national team, and he doesn't seem to perform the same way at the national level, at the highest level. So, you know, we have to remember that too. Like there's, there's different levels of competition here versus the national team at the national level, international level. So maybe that, that gets in the way too. As far as the teams are concerned, uh, I'm surprised by Lahore Kalunders. I didn't think they were going to be as good as they are uh, because I thought Shaheen's captaincy is not going to be, it's going to take a while for him to really you know get a hold of it. And I think it is. I think I was right about that. And I think we've seen a, some hints of that, that he's not really um, you know showing that he's very experienced because he's not. And... Um, but the rest of the team is, is a bit of a powerhouse. You know, we'll see if they actually make it. So I'm a little bit surprised about how well they're scoring right now, especially their batting. Because when you look at Lahore Kalunders, you think of bowling right away. Obviously, you have Shane Shahafridi. But, you know, when the way they perform with the bat, Fakhar Zaman kicking in yeah. and scoring a century. So far, he's, I think he's the only one who scored 100 in this tournament. 
It's pretty cool. So very impressed by that. And I'm also surprised by Peshawar Zulmi's not-so-good performance so far. And uh, to be fair, they had a, a weird kind of a game with Islamabad United where United really just destroyed them. But um, United has a very deep batting lineup, so now I understand. But Peshawar Zulmi, I expect it to be a little bit better, but they've been kind of hurt by COVID the most. You know, they've lost at least two key players in their captain, Wahab Riaz, and also in their wicketkeeper batter, and also the person with the most uh, PSL centuries, Kamran Akmal. So, you know, they've, they're without a couple of really key players, not just no ordinary players, but really major players. And I think that might be hurting them. I'm wondering uh, in tomorrow's game if they're going to have that, because I think Zalmi and Gladiators are going on tomorrow. Uh, but I'll, I'll be really, I'm really interested to see what their team makeup, makeup looks like if those players are back. Because if those players are back, then I see Zelmi catching up quickly. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I forgot about uh, Fakhar Zaman's innings. That should have been mentioned in players that we do know and performed. And I think uh, Wahab Riaz is a major loss so far because this is a guy who I think won every league he was part of last year. He's like, I saw a picture of him holding like... Yeah five uh, trophies or something. Uh, he's a devastating bowler. And uh, I think he's uh, highest wicket taker for PSL as well, if I'm not wrong. So that's definitely impacting their performance. But, uh, well, again, it's it's too early. Hopefully, don't forget, COVID is still going around. So some of these team, unfortunately, might lose some players. So things yeah. are going to change, either in a good way or a bad way for each team. And we got a long way to go. We can only hope that... We finished the tournament without any delays and disruptions like last year and uh, see the final when nice. we're supposed to. So I think that's all we have, Jay. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. We are really grateful to you taking the time to listen to our analysis. And please keep listening and also check out our YouTube channel for new videos that are uh, being uploaded and published regularly. And let us know what you think. And with that said, thanks, everybody. And this is Jay and Rufan signing off. Until next time, peace.